The theme uh, for the year and for the annual meeting has, has drawn some reaction, uh, winds of change. People want to know if we're going to be making wholesale changes in, in 2019. And, and without a doubt, uh, we, we live in an unstable world. It's a tumultuous time. The entire landscape of life feels as though it's resting on sinking sand. The world of politics feels unsettled. The, you know, the realistic and plausible extremes are anywhere from Donald Trump turning out to be the best president in the history of the world, or he could be impeached before the first term is up. I mean, these are actually both very real possibilities. Technology continues to evolve, and our capabilities continue to expand. We're, we're all like James Bond action figures with tracking devices and communication methods and research systems at our fingertips. Our phones and our computers are getting smaller while our TVs are getting bigger. And now we can watch whatever we want, whenever we want, on demand from the comfort of our own living room. 2 Samuel 22, verse 11 says, And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. Winds of change. But let me put your mind at ease before we go any further. The theme or the title, Winds of Change, is really not so much a look forward as it is a look back. I'm marveling at what God has done. I believe He's at work in us and in our community. And I use the recent past and how God has held us steady as a reason to believe he's about to do something significant through us in the days ahead. We may not realize it. We may not realize it. But we have undergone tremendous change in three plus years. Change is difficult for a church. Change can shake even the sturdiest of, of members. Change can lead to an attendance drop while people wait for things to shake out. Change can lead to financial problems as people withhold giving, waiting to see if it all works out as planned. Change can keep people from inviting new people and it can undermine unity. Even as the winds of change have blown here at Central Assembly, God has held us steady. And we've had lots of change on the home front. The trail of change goes all the way back to November or so of 2015. That's when we became aware of Matt Zimmer. At that time, our staff consisted of Kathy Payne and Dottie Duffy, two sisters who volunteered to run our children's program. Sean Sislow was our youth and associate pastor. Corrine Anton was in the vital role of community care pastor. 
Beth Hooray was our administrative assistant, and Annette Larson was our bookkeeper. All was stable. All was quiet on the Western Front. But the winds of change were beginning to blow. Kaylin Zimmer had recently signed on as Chi Alpha Director at UWS after serving as part of the team up at UMD. Chi Alpha is the Assemblies of God outreach program to the college campus. Matt, meanwhile, Kaylin's husband, was on staff at Hermantown Community Church. Matt and Kaylin had a new baby then. Her name was Myra. And were contemplating some changes. It would be difficult, you see, for Kaylin at UWS to invite college students all the way up to Hermantown Community Church when there was an Assembly of God church just a few blocks down the street from the UWS campus. And yet, how do you invite people to a church that you don't go to? So they attended here a few times and decided that Matt would resign his position up at Hermantown and find part-time work to quote Matt, perhaps as a barista. <laughs> While Kaylin devoted herself to full-time ministry at the UWS campus, and they would make Central Assembly their church home. As we got to know Matt, <laughs> we became aware of some things that he could bring to the table which could prove beneficial to us as a church. The board was very open to the idea, and we hired Matt part-time. A month after hiring Matt, I had my aortic valve replaced and was off for about five weeks. The month after that, Pastor Sean announced that he was leaving for the mission field, and Matt and Kalen wondered if they had just stepped into a buzzsaw. <laughs> Winds of change. With Sean beginning his year-long, statewide tour to raise support for his call to missions, Matt helped hold us steady on Sundays. But Sean would be leaving, and we were going to need to hire a new staff member. We embarked on the summer of prayer 2016. We sought God for what we needed, and we prayed for His timing. And in the end, we felt as though God was pointing us toward a youth pastor. And I felt in my heart that he would be fresh out of school. One of my passions, one of my passions is to develop young ministers and to give them their, their start in ministry. Enter Samuel. I had made some phone calls to the district office in the fall of 2016. I also had called the Impact School of Ministry director and a few other places, making it known that we were looking for a youth pastor. Meanwhile, Samuel had served as an intern for youth pastor Kyle Rood in Eau Claire. Kyle happens to be the son-in-law of Rich Lemberg, who happens to be the secretary treasurer at the district office and a guy I really like. We both drink lots of coffee, Rich and I. So when I got to my office one day and I received a message from a guy named Samuel Lester saying that Rich Lemberg sent, said that we should talk, my ears perked up. In October of 2016, we hired Samuel and the rest is history. 
By January of 2017, Sean was gone to language school en route to Mexico. Winds of change. One of the most difficult positions to fill at a church is bookkeeper. As a church grows, the bookkeeper becomes increasingly more important. You can't just plug a well-meaning person in there anymore and hope it all works out. You need a certain skill set and you need a, a certain commitment level. Annette Larson served in that position until April of 2017 when she was in a serious car accident and unable to work, although we didn't know for how long. Roy Brown filled in for a while, but eventually we needed to hire a temporary position to fill the spot until Annette was ready to come back. It's easier said than, than done. I mean, how do you find somebody with a bookkeeper's background, willing to work part-time for almost no money and carry a tremendous amount of responsibility with no guarantee for how long they'll be working? That's a tough job description to fill, and we had no prospects. As spring of 2017 rolled around, Steve Sislo and I found ourselves on the tee box of Patterson Golf Course on the first week of our Thursday morning golf league, golfing against a brand new team in the league. Steve happened to know one of the guys, and he asked him about his sister, who had worked as a bookkeeper for one of the businesses in town, and it was then we found out that she had retired and was, get this, looking for some part-time work. We connected some dots, and Karen Kolejewski was hired as temporary fill-in until Annette officially resigned at the beginning of last year. We hired Karen to a permanent position last February. Winds of change. Amidst all kinds of change, it's your administrative assistant that holds the pastor and the office steady. The administrative assistant is the face of the office, the one who knows where everything is, and the one who monitors the church calendar. We depend on the administrative assistant a lot. So when Bethany Hooray decided she was going to resign her position after five years in the office and, get this, raise her children, <laughs> we had to regroup and navigate yet another significant upheaval. January of 2018 was when the search for Beth's replacement was complete, and we hired Wendy Walter to bring stability to the office again. Wendy has settled in nicely. Winds of change. Last March, the winds of change blew a little harder. The bite in the air was a little colder. The breeze was bitter and harsh. In fact, it cut right through us. Corrine took a significant fall and was out of the office for quite a while. The injuries led to her retirement. And for the first time in 27 years, let, let that sink in, for the first time in 27 years, Corrine would not be on staff at Central Assembly. That goes all the way back to 1991. Winds of change. Again, we sought the direction of God as to how to fill the position. We 
And we genuinely believe that God led us to fill the spot with the children's pastor. Again, I made the appropriate calls to the district office where I found out there aren't any. (laughs) At least there are way more churches looking for a children's pastor than there are children's pastors available. We made our need known and at a host of Christian colleges and several district offices, and we didn't hear anything. One day I called our Facebook administrator, and I asked her to put our ad, the ad for a children's pastor, on the Book of Faces. And that same day, I received a call from a young lady named Amanda. God was working on our end, and God was working on Amanda's end as well, and it was a perfect fit. We hired Amanda and she started in January of this year, 2019, and very soon Kathy will be done in her role as children's director. Winds of change. In fact, let's hear a little bit more about that right now. VBS is probably um, the big win for last year because we had never done one. So it's been nine years. We've been, or I've been doing this for nine years. Dottie was eight years. Kathleen Byswinger went to Tom and asked, you know, if she could um, head it up, and and he was all for it. And she got so many volunteers, and everything just went so well. It was great because there was a lot of. Um, kids who don't attend our church, just to see those new faces, and then to see those kids after VBS coming to church, which they had never done before. That was really exciting, to see families that brought their kids to VBS now coming to church. I don't do a lot of teaching. I've never done a lot of the teaching part, but I do the check-in, and what I, it's the youth group. I love having the youth group kids being at the check-in counter with the younger kids, having them check in the young kids, and the, the young kids look up, up to them. And I don't know, I just, I love that aspect of having the youth group kids doing the check-in. And the first week that she taught, a couple of the kids said, oh, I just love Amanda. And it's just like, oh, it just made me so happy that, yeah, they just, they can see that in her, that that she loves them. Dottie and I have been praying for that for the last few years. We just want, you know, we came into this and just thinking, you know, just be a couple years, you know. And then, you know, now that it went on to, we just prayed that we wanted the kids to, to have just a person that they could, that that's their pastor, you know, that's the children's pastor and um, just somebody who could take it on full time. and. So at the end of the year, I actually didn't know what I was going to do for a job because at my last place of employment, um, it was just like things were cut out and it just wasn't a good fit anymore. Um, By the end of the year, I'd have to find a new job. Um, So it just happened so quickly, but everything was just like, you are meant to go here. Stop trying to run from it. Stop trying to hide. Like, this is where you're supposed to go. Getting to know a student. It's, that's the foundation of like relationship with them so they can trust you better. Um, so just watching them from going from saying hi to me in the hall is like they'll tell me about how their day is going or how their week went or stuff like that. And that I really enjoy, just to do that. 
I'm hoping to see change. I'm hoping to, and I already can see it. That um, just like when she went in and doing different things with the room, just kind of clearing things out and yeah, I just, that she's not afraid to just get to it, you know. It's exciting, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see Amanda just really looking like she's enjoying, you know, enjoying the process of, you know, learning all about this and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to doing, doing something else. Don't give up. Don't give up on the kids. If there's one child that you think, I know we'll have a child that will come in and they might disrupt the classroom. And you're thinking, oh, you know, it's a disruption. But those, you know, those are the kids that need it the most. And a lot of times they're the ones who are gonna be something. I don't know, it's just, you know, we have some kids like that and you just think, just don't give up on them that um, they're probably the movers and the shakers of the future, and we want them to be it for the church, not something outside of the church, you know, not something negative. So that's a lot of change in a, in a little over three years, significant change. Losing Sean and, Car and Kareen, now these, these were not just pastors that breezed in from Timbuktu and stayed for two years and then went on, on their way, these are members of our family. That's significant change. That's Sean and, and Kareen, that's 33 years of, of staff experience here at Central Assembly that left. That's a complete overhaul of every position except senior pastor. Through it all, God has held us steady. And in fact, as of yesterday, we kind of complete this whole cycle when our custodian, Wade Heidela, turned in his resignation yesterday. So now we're looking for uh, a new custodian as well. But the Bible says this. In the midst of, of all of this, God has somehow held us steady. Exodus 19.4 says, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians in how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. God has held us steady through the winds of change. And that gives me hope for the future. Looking at the past gives me hope for the future. What's next for us? I'm not sure. Is it stability? Is it growth? Is it, is it more change? I'm not sure. I do believe, and Mary Peterson uh, our prayer chain leader will verify there has been a significant uptick in opposition from the enemy recently. I felt the attack on a number of fronts, many unrelated and, and seemingly disconnected. But in the midst of the attack, God is doing amazing things. We'll sometimes face opposition all week long, sometimes late into Saturday night, and then God does amazing things Sunday morning. God always wins. I do believe that we must make 2019 a year of prayer and fasting. Ephesians 6 reminds us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The war rages in the realm of the Spirit, but it manifests itself in the earthly realm. The battle will be won in the heavenlies. We just cannot expect to fight a spiritual battle with earthly weapons. 2 Corinthians 10 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Prayer, fasting, and the Word of God are among our weaponry. We must be clothed in the armor of God and we need to be baptized in all the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And yet, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Amidst all the change, we're busy during the work of the, doing the work of the Lord. That doesn't change. The staff changes. New people attend. Some move away. Others die. We lost more than our fair share this year. Randy Ellison, Janice Ackerson, Len Ward, Dolores Kaiser, Agnes Mahalik. But the work goes on. We're all expendable. We all do our tour of duty. We all serve. And the kingdom continues to move forward for the glory of God. And while change abounds in the imperfect world in which we live in, God never changes. We serve the unchanging God, the God who changes not, the God who is perfect, the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this provides hope in troubled times. That's a source of comfort as storm clouds form on the horizon and the winds of change begin to blow again. Even amidst all the political uncertainty, all the financial instability, the relational tension and our fading health, the unchanging God is our anchor. Apart from that unchanging, life-giving God, we can do nothing. And yet with Him, we can do all things. Yes, winds of change are blowing in the world we live in, and even in the church we attend. But God is not moved. His word is still true. His promises are still good. And His blessings still abound. Let me give you three things this morning as I bring this to a close. Three things that you can do to stay steady. Three things that will hold you steady in times of turbulence. Number one, stay close to Jesus. Jonah ran from God. You know how that worked out. It would have been better for Jonah to run to God. It's better to move in close. Draw near to God, the Bible says, and He will draw near to you. Turbulent times are when you need Him most. Acknowledge your need. John 6.37 says, He that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. In turbulent times, church, stay close to Jesus. Number two, trust God. Life can look like the back of a giant tapestry where all the 
threads seem to run contrary to each other, crisscrossing one another in a seemingly chaotic and incoherent fashion. But when you flip the picture over, you find every thread in a perfect place. Everything is ordered and strategic and planned and beautiful. Life often feels like random events and disordered situations that seem to plunge us into chaos. But when you see the other side in eternity, you'll see God knew exactly what He was doing. All the threads weave together to form a majestic tapestry known as life. We don't get to see the other side of the tapestry just yet. He's putting it all together. And in due time, it will be revealed. In the meantime, church, we trust God. Number three, do what you know is right. In turbulent times, do what you know is right. When there's a, when there's a death of a loved one, they caution you not to make any big decisions for a while. The same is true in times of uncertainty and change. Hold fast to the things you know for sure. When the winds of change blow, stay with the tried and true. If your world feels like a meat grinder, it isn't the time to make a life-changing decision. You do what you know is right. They always tell pastors, don't resign on a bad day. Hold on. Do what you know is right, and tomorrow it may look completely different. So in times of change and uncertainty, number one, stay close to Jesus. Number two, trust God. Number three, do what you know is right. You know, I, I'm so thankful that we have a healthy church. I'm so thankful that we have a healthy church. Don't, don't take that for granted. Don't take that for granted. And I think we're healthy because you understand the basic premise of church. It's a rudimentary principle of kingdom work that many miss, and that's this. It's not about you. Having an external focus is the key to a healthy culture. That outward and winsome perspective is what keeps us from focusing on our own stuff and keeps us busy with the work of the Lord. It's the key to the healthy culture that we enjoy. And so we go about the business of the church. And what's the business of the church? The business of the church is threefold. To glorify God, to equip the saints, and to reach the lost. We share our story to connect others with God's story. Even in the midst of the winds of change. God sent us Matt before we even knew we needed him. God gave us exactly what we needed when he sent us Samuel. Our bookkeeper Karen was a needle in the proverbial haystack. Wendy has been an answer to prayer. And Amanda somehow found her way to superior against all odds to be another piece of the puzzle. Yes, 
winds of change. We've experienced enough change to not only rock the boat, we've experienced enough change to capsize the boat. But somehow God has held us steady. Not only has He held us steady, we're experiencing growth. New people are coming. Lives are being impacted for the glory of God. I I sat down with Sean this past week. They're back in town after two years out on the mission field. They're back in town to itinerate for for a year or so to raise funds for their next missionary journey. Sean's been gone for two years. He sits in my office. He says, I don't know half the people here. That tells me God can do amazing things even in the midst of winds of change. God can hold us steady even as the world around us disintegrates into chaos. That tells me that He can hold us steady even when our lives are in disarray. There's nothing coming our way in 2019 that has not passed through His loving hands. We can rest assured of that. God has an impeccable track record. He will hold us steady. He will see us through. So keep up the good work, church. Serve enthusiastically. Give generously. Pray hard. Invite people and share your story. Every opportunity you get, share your story. And for my closing of my sermon today, Tara Zimple is going to share her story. which is where I work, I was talking with Gloria because we were working together at the time and I was like, I need Blake. So Caleb, sorry, I will keep getting them confused. But Caleb kept saying he wanted to go to an over or an away camp for the summer. And there's YMCA camps. So I was asking Gloria about that. And she was like, you know what? There is no way camp that I recommend through our church. And I'm like, oh, give me information. I think he was gone two days and then Gloria said, you know, when he comes back, he's going to want to come to church. And like, I know. And she's like, our church. <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> then the middle of the week, he called from camp and he said, mom. I said, what? And he said, I want to go to church when I get back and I want to go to youth group. <laughs> I was like, okay, perfect. And he said, okay, bye. (laughs) He really called just to help. So we've always tried to implement Christian views, but when I was not a regular churchgoer, it wasn't as easy (laughs) and it wasn't as natural. And so now that we all, you know, the kids and I come to church and Caleb, like I can mention something that we heard in church and he was like yeah true it's really hard (laughs) to practice something you know you are like i know i'm a christian but why do you do the things you do why are you believing the things you're believing um why are you practicing what you're and if you don't know there it it just it yeah (laughs) it just doesn't make a lot of sense when we started coming here and Blake got to go to Children's Church, Liam got to go to his, 
they're getting something out of it. They're learning what they're supposed to learn. I'm in here listening, paying attention, and I have my teenager with me, bonding time. He's listening, I'm listening, and we, we can talk about it later. Um, and then Pastor Tom, well, all of you, all three of you, because you all take turns. Um, I get something totally different out of everybody's different ways of preaching, and it, it's, it's good. And things are explained, <laughs> things make more sense. Um, and then when my kids have questions, I actually have more answers too. Or guess what, you pick up the Bible. <laughs> and I'm glad that I, like my seven-year-old, one day a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago, he's like, are we going to church again? <laughs> I said, yes, we are a church family. <laughs> I said, we are going to church on Sundays unless we have hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that happens um, but if we don't have a sporting event we're going to church and he said oh and that was it he doesn't ask anymore he knows winds of change I really like that I like that theme 